Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hey there, Nat. Hey, Sandy. How was your weekend? Oh my God, I had the best weekend. <laughs> What'd you do? Um, so I, with my new job with the BC government, well, especially with the union that I'm in and my group that I'm in, we have a deal where you get every second Friday off. You work a little bit more every day. So sweet. Yeah. And I, at first I was like, oh, whatever. What am I going to do on Friday like by myself? No, there's so many things you can do. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you going to do on Friday by yourself? I don't do know. all the things. <laughs> My friend came from my hometown, Campbell River. Uh, she has four kids, so she like broke free um, <laughs> on Thursday night, and she came over. We made dinner. We were dancing to like '80s music, and then we went Aww. out downtown dancing, like Aww. and shut down the bars. It was super fun. It was oh my god, crazy fun. Yeah, like a college kid. I know there were a lot of them there. It was <laughs> terrifying, but no, and it was where good. Was, uh, where was the husband? Oh, he was here. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's not coming out on a Thursday night. No way. And then Friday morning, we went out to another friend of mine's house, and she has a six-month-old-ish and a almost four-year-old getting there. Um, had a big pancake breakfast, had a good oh. visit. And then was lazy Friday afternoon, hung out with Eric on Friday, Saturday. What did I do on Saturday? Oh, I went to another um, couple's like our friend's house they just got a house here and mm. met their son and we just hung out like all afternoon had dinner and sunday just kind of ran errands around the house but it was really nice yeah it sounds like a really like lovely fulfilling peopleful kind of yeah it was good yeah very, that's great very good what about you yeah oh we got back from uh quebec so we went for like a four-day hiking trip the last day was just driving though because uh, it is nine hours away from Toronto. So uh, we got back. It was it was good. I had some family in town. Uh, they're leaving today, so I won't see them today. But we had like um, a, a lovely meal. And then last night we had another lovely meal. Um, I ran a 10K in the morning, <laughs> which was fun. Oh, geez. Um, good for you. Yeah. I, I went so fast because it was so cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I did really damn well. Nice. Um, and then as it started to warm up, I'm just like, oh, oh, fuck this. Oh, the sun, it's beating down on me and my legs are slowing down. It's so hot. Not enough water in the world kind of thing. <laughs> it's it's difficult. Running is difficult. There's all the all the emotions. It's a, mental, all, it's a mental game. Yeah. It's so many emotions. Um, but uh, yeah, I made it to the end and then we had like a nice lunch. Um, yeah, but it, so it was, yeah, quite similar. Just lots of friends, lots of family, lots of... Uh, um, <laughs> we ended up my family's so funny my family's pretty active right like we all like moving and doing things and like challenges uh, so somehow um we looked up this everest challenge at blue mountain so that's like the nearby ski, ski hill to toronto mm -hmm. um and what they do every year is they they send like teams up and down to run the height of everest you have to go up and down that hill 40 times oh my gosh yeah 
<laughs> so we were just like, you know, us grouped all together. We're like, we should do it as a team. Yeah, that's a great idea. I can run up that ski hill 10 times. Yes, yeah, so can I. You know, and it just like escalated. So I, anyway, I don't know what's going to happen next year. But next year around this time, we might I might be running up and down a ski hill. That'd be sweet. <laughs> do it. Yeah. It yeah, is kind of fun, right? It is like a ski bump, like very much a <laughs> a hill and not a mountain. I know. That's why you have to do it 40 yeah, times, yeah. which is, yeah. But when you think about like, oh man, that's, that's intense that's still. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last thing before we get going, are you going to vote today? Yeah, of course. Is it uh, nine yet? I think they open at nine, right? Oh, I think it should open at like seven. No, they do not. Because I taught in morning class and they weren't open yet. Oh, maybe it's different out there. Maybe they do nine to nine. It's like seven to s- shit. I don't know. I went. I <laughs> I did it last. Uh, I did the advanced voting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And no, I- we'll do it um, today. Yeah, yeah. So by the time this actually comes out, it's all done. But and yeah, we'll support. have a new party or the same party. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I will. I will. It's just. Um, I'm I'm here talking to you and it's 9:30 yes. a.m. So okay. it's not happening. <laughs> Good. Yes, but you will. I will. Blows my mind when I talk to someone. They're just like, I don't know. I'm like, no. What? What? No. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe when I was a lot younger and I'm just like politics, you know, and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like when I was a lot younger, like 17, 18, just like I don't really know any of this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but now, now yeah. yeah. Got there's it. no excuses. No excuse. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of like really helpful infographics online. You just sort of like look up and they compare all the important like um, issues. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. for that one. Not there's, for that one. Yeah. You can roll the dice. And I think most of them are leading us in a decent direction. And then there's like one or two that are bad apples. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't think you can go too wrong. Like no one can do everything that they say anyways, but the exactly. intentions yeah. of most people are good for most people. Anyways, a mm. couple of sour grapes in there maybe, but in, each to their own and just get out there and do it. <laughs> just get out there and make a choice. For maybe like the Americans listening to that will be like, yes, I'm going to do it come next year. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if how timely this. <laughs> depending, thank on, God we only yeah. have like six weeks of that crap. And I know the U.S. has like years of it. I know, I know. Six weeks is like the proper way. I'm glad they legislated that. Like yeah. they, yeah, because it's that's enough. It's I don't like, need any more. Seriously, just like ripping the bandaid off. Okay, <laughs> that's good. It's good stuff. Um, we're talking about power today and how to use yoga to build more power. Um, what does what does power mean i love it i love that you're i knew you're gonna ask me and i have a definition right here (gasps) girl is prepared yeah i'm gonna read it right from my phone what time did you get up this morning to have all this prepared uh i was lying in bed at like quarter after six which is your quarter after nine Oh. And then it was just like Sandy's an ass. I'm like, I should have a definition. Like, I actually do want to know. <laughs> when you message me at like my 550, are we doing a podcast this morning? I'm like, <laughs> sorry. I'm not. Well, I don't get the alerts on my phone. It doesn't okay, wake good. me up, but I'm, there's no way I'm answering. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I figured you'll see it when you see yes, it. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Um, okay. Scientific definition power is the rate, and then in brackets, energy amount per time period bracket at which work is done or energy converted the scientific unit of power is the watt which is equal to one joule which is an energy amount per second interesting 
So it is, if you're looking at the same amount of time to get more power, you want to do more work in that same amount of time. Interesting. Or so how, the opposite way. how does that convert to a body power, like a, a physical power? A physical power. Well, where I have noticed in well in my experience with yoga and my husband's because <clears throat> he's a runner like he actually tries to go really fast whereas i'm just like <laughs> i'm gonna physically do this movement um <laughs> legs yeah forward exactly go. yes <laughs> locomotion <laughs> so there's 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 actually like a lot of things that we can do in yoga um i notice in my body because i've talked about a lot where i I had coming to it like really poor abdominal strength, like my transversus abdominis just didn't fire. Um, and in my quicker movements, my more aerobic lifestyle, like I used to play volleyball and anyways, all the other non-yoga things that I would do, it felt like a loss of energy when my spine would move a lot when I'm trying to move my arms and my legs. Right. So we're talking about efficiency of movement. Exactly. Mm. So the more you can create that stability around your core when you're trying to like really exert force with your legs and that that force then is coming like from your hamstrings and quadriceps like to actually propel you forward instead of losing it by having like a wet noodle mid-body. <laughs> Think of it like, you know, you know when you like Go to do a a push-up for the first time in a long time or even like pushing up from your knees. Um, you just done cobra or up dog um, and you come back down and you push up to down dog. Um, and if you can't keep your core kind of steady and your hips and ribs like in a straight line and straight line is not like what we necessarily need to think about, but for, for this example, like you're keeping that in a straight line so that your arms can actually do the work. Yeah, I, I think about it like a braced position. Yeah. Like how inefficient are we if we're not braced, right? We just spend more energy in the arms. Whereas if we're braced, you're a lot more efficient. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to go back to your definition of power because power is defined over time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, an amount of energy over time. So when we measure athletic power then, like if if we could put like a, a wattage to how much power, um, like let's say a runner or a sprinter. So we would see over time how much maybe distance they could cover. Um, is that, is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. 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 Or in another way, we could say like um, how much or how many repetitions could you lift a weight over time? Because this, uh, this is a measurement over time. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's the amount of, so it's more work over time. Yeah. Um, or let me see the same amount of work in a shorter time. Those are the same things, but different ways to think about them. Yeah, so probably like distance would be a measurement. Like there's scientifically, I'm not sure. Yeah, because if you would measure the same time and the amount of work actual. Yeah, no, sorry. I had to think that out in my head. I think that's legit. No, I think you're you're good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just like wrapped yourself into like a logical. (laughs) I had to like stare up to the ceiling and think about that yes because that helps right that like activates the brain Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so yeah i think when we think about it that way like yoga is not an exhibition of power then 
yoga is not a yeah so like because there's no there's no time where we're like now do this as fast as you can as powerfully as you can i got the timer on and go everyone like it's not like that um (laughs) probably small amounts of it like when i was talking about pushing up from the floor or something like yes. you're going to be able yes. to do that more efficiently use your arms more have that more stability in your mid body um you're not going to increase the time like the rate that you do it but you might feel you, you have more strength in that same movement but right. yeah there's other ways you can train for your outside activity that requires power no and i think yeah. i think even even that idea of bracing would uh-huh. help you with like all the other athletic endeavors if, if you are and I think it's only basically athletic endeavors right I can't really think of anywhere else like you don't get up and down from your chair as quick as you can during your day no <laughs> like it's, it's part of my job guys I gotta, I gotta sit I gotta stand I gotta sit I gotta sit right so um, it's usually like an athletic thing um, so that idea of using yoga practice to practice bracing and then when you're in that other context, that's where your awareness has to kick in. And you're just not on like this um, autopilot of like, go hit the ball, go score the goal, going to win the game. You're on like, I'm bracing, I'm efficient. Then I will be able to harness the power that comes from, you know, my big joints, my big muscles, like my butt mm-hmm. and my chest butt. Yeah. Back butt. Yeah. All the butts. All the butts. Leg butts. <laughs> quads hamstrings your big big <laughs> muscles that really move you your movers yeah yeah so because um, we always talk about stability here in this podcast and but one of the reasons is that so your big muscles really can move you efficiently yeah yeah okay so um i wrote down maybe like 17 things that yoga can do <laughs> i saw you wrote down so much like you okay. were have you had like a lot of coffee or something? No, that was last night. I was just oh. like, oh, I gotta put, I gotta take it out of my head before I go to bed, or else it'll keep me awake. Um, in the gist of it, I'm not. I'm not even really gonna look at it. You can add on. I think I know what I'm talking about. But okay. the things that I really wanted to, to draw upon, like from yoga for this power thing, is again, so creating core stability. And you use the word bracing, which is good because because that's a, that's a word that people use outside of yoga. Mm, Um, But it's the way that we do that. Mm -hmm. That's important. It's not just like this big hardening. It's it's the work of the transverses of dominus. It's more like a pulling in and almost like a lifting. It's more gentle and you can breathe, which is important. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I wanted to like also. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you brace... I'm just thinking about like pooping now. You like brace yourself and you push down. You yeah, that's down. like a bear down. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah, but different. this is so different. This is mm-hmm. just like a hug in and then you should be able to breathe. There should not be this like kind of, you know, um, sucking inwards of energy. So bracing, I don't know. Because when I see, yeah, brace, brace in a gentle way. Yeah, but it is that yeah. idea. Like that's what I do these those orange theory classes twice a week and they use that term. Um, oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's what people know outside of yoga, which is a good thing to yeah. tie in. Um, another thing that I really think about is movement on your mat. So your flow and your vinyasa classes, although they don't have to be like, you could still transition. This can still work in, in Hatha yoga too. Like a, a class where you're holding postures longer and flowing isn't the focus, but moving, creating movements is your, te- if you're a teacher without your hands on the floor, 
right? Okay. So that you're kind of more dependent on the, like, if you have all, like, four limbs on the ground and you're just moving one and then moving the other, it's, you're going to be more dependent on them to to push down to like have gravity hold you with your hands and feet. If you're say stepping back to a lunge just from your feet and not having your hands on the ground, it requires a little more space where, well, it requires more attention to stability. Like there's a moment there, hopefully a couple seconds, if you're doing it nice and slow where you're just on one leg and anything where on one of your limbs instead of three, you're going to have to use a lot more stability. Okay. I, I get, that and and so you're gonna so is your argument that because you're stabilizing on one limb core and hips um then that will translate to making more power because it's like a core training thing exactly yeah and and it's like a functional movement you know like stepping forward or back yeah or back um It's a functional movement. And that's not saying like we all know when we're in plank, everything, all of our limbs are on the ground, like hands and feet are on the ground. You can hold plank and you're like, yeah, I feel this in my core. Um, But in transitions, I think it's more difficult with everything on the ground to be more mindful about using your core. That makes sense. In transitions, when everything is on the ground. Yeah, hands, feet on the ground. It's harder to use your core. Well, I think you just need to use like less of it. Like think about coming from a lunge, putting your hands down and stepping back to downward dog. Okay. Um, versus just stepping back with your torso upright. Versus like, yes, yeah, stepping from a lunge mm. forward into chair. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it, so in some ways it depends and it depends on your awareness um, because bird dog is a good one, but I guess that's just two limbs. On the ground? Yeah, like that's a lot more wobbly for sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a great okay. one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and we can talk about this more, but I wanted to go like kind of quickly through them. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not good at this, but anyways. <laughs> Another one that I was thinking of that I, and that kind of goes, ties into that lunge thing I was talking about was moving from pose to pose without locking your joints in that end Mm. pose. So like step from your lunge to the front of the mat. And I would always cue the crap out of my students to like keep your knee bent. Say you have your right leg forward. Keep your right knee bent in the entire process until your left foot lands. Um, You could cue them into stepping into chair. So you make sure they stay there. But without the stacking of the joints, like you actually rely on your muscles to to work to hold you yeah and i think the key there is going like so slowly so that you can feel yourself whether you're bending or Mm -hmm. or like locking it straight um and you can even do that a few times i wonder if you can just like tap into chair and then go back into lunge and then slowly draw it in Mm -hmm. and focus on you know you can do like um you can even play with the time. So maybe it takes like a five breath to come forward to chair and then a one breath to go back. And then you can switch that up so that it takes one breath to go forward and five breaths to go back. Because I think there's a there's mm-hmm. a good, there's really good uh, functionality in both of those movements and slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a leg burner. So like right in that example, what you're doing is you're using your core, your transverse abdominus to like keep your spine stable through that movement, through hip flexion mm-hmm. um, and extension, depending on which way you're going. Um, and then your legs will be 
working more efficiently. So you're going to feel it like in your thighs and your glutes. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have the efficiency of not wobbling your lower back around. It's a yeah. good one. Like that one, I feel so strong when I do that repeatedly a couple of times. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's like the simplest, it's just the simplest of things. And it's so accessible to so many groups, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the step doesn't have to be a big step. Mm -hmm. You're more focused on the standing leg yeah. than on the leg that's moving around. Um, yeah, yeah, I like slowness. it. I'm into it. Yeah. And then working, I didn't put in there, but um, this one's just maybe more obvious is when you're looking more at the stretching front, so we're talking more stability and, and contraction a little bit more, but stretching, like working into the tissues that are like opposite of the, the movements that you're doing. I don't know if that makes sense. So say you're a runner, like you want to stretch the muscles in the front of your hip and the back of your hip so that you can actually move your leg further forward and further back when you're doing that. And that greater um, leg range of motion. What's it? Stride. I'm just like, there's a word for this. <laughs> that greater stride is going to give you more power. Yes. Yes. Especially if the stride has been limited by fascial like adhesion mm -hmm. or like a really tight muscle that's underneath. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely. And I love a good myofascial release. Yes. Stretching yeah. or myofascial release will be great for that. So good. And that's one yeah. that Eric said he found like there's a huge difference for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like just running and sitting and running and sitting and yeah. then like yeah, loosening up those tissues. He's just like, I have a I feel like, you know, you're like you're floating in between yeah. steps. Yeah. yeah. And also like ankles, especially for runners, ankles are really important. So important. Ankles and feet. So for runners, I would I would start from the bottom and yeah. work my way up. Like feet and ankles, you know, the calf muscle, the front of the shin muscle. I got like shin splints on the turkey trot. It was so cold, right? Yeah. The air yeah. was like hitting us. It's like fuck. Yeah. And winter's coming. Anyway. Yeah, I'll feel that like in my <laughs> hips when it's super cold. Yeah. It's just oh, like you? really tight Ooh. and hard to move. And then I have to be really, really careful. Like I have to properly yeah. warm up. It like stiffens, doesn't it, in response to cold? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think then. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, like I've hurt myself in the cold because of that. It's a bummer. Oh, really? Like you just tried to move too, too fast? Yeah. Mm. It's just like... I can think of when we did cadaver training and like those dried out tissues, like it's yeah. the same thing, like when they're cold, <laughs> like they just don't, they just don't have that pliability that yeah. they can't yeah. glide. And they I, just I also imagine like all my blood is trying to like rush back to my belly where it's like nice and warm. And it's just like, <laughs> forget the ankles. We don't need ankles, you know, like forget the fingers, you know, when like blood flow just like contracts within you yeah. and like nothing's going down there. I'm like, no, 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 stay in my ankles. I need the blood. I need oxygen there. Yeah, totally. And the tissues are just like, ah, I can't do this. Your skin is like freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we make winter sound great for those of you listening in like Florida? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I don't even get it that bad here, but cold is cold to me. Okie dokie. All right. Do you want to go through a few more? Um, I'm not going yeah, through these like, very quickly. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um, we'll just do what we can. Mm -hmm. I do like the um, less focus on alignment. I've been really like into that. Um when we are training for power or training for just like fluidity and this like idea that we are braced in the center and efficient at the ends, like our hands and our legs are efficient. Um, 
that's when you don't really need to like you don't really need to like stack yourself because you're not you're not like staying right you're just sort of like mm-hmm. bracing and moving bracing and moving do this then brace and move right um so for that um even just like looking at those words and thinking about those words what i really like is a thing like ardha chandrasana mm-hmm. so put your hand on a block the other leg is lifted one arm is lifted and then um just for simplicity sake um the top hand grabs the hip and then the the leg that's lifted if you're even just to like do circles with that knee like bend that knee and do circles then the stability on the bottom so your bottom leg and your core will have to work quite a bit just to hold you in space without falling over um and in that one i wouldn't worry too much about alignment well the top leg is moving around um the only thing i would say is the bottom leg to put a, a little bit of a bend in it and squeeze that glute and try to make sure that you're you're bracing from that side of your core the bottom side of your core to ensure that the there's stability down into the ground um does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah that one's a nice one preach um, <laughs> <laughs> but other like all transitionary movements will give you this idea of like brace and then efficient movement in the ends, the limbs of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any other ones right now. Trans- transitionary movements? Or just anything that, that trains what we, we think will tr- like translate into a power, you know, a power result elsewhere, whether it's in the gym or running. or. Um, I like practicing after a little bit of glute and hamstring opening um Mm. just like very mindfully coming from your down dog and like if you are doing the step forward from down dog to get into your lunge just like slowing that right down so like squeezing your knee into your chest as much as you can and then you're extending your knee just enough and like pushing down through your arms lifting your ribs and then like placing you might have to lift up onto your fingers on the Mm. same hand same side as your foot is going to get more space there and then putting that down so like you're really kind of pulling in with your psoas um i yeah for that one i do find that your back and your shoulders have to be quite warm yeah it's like not the first thing you do, not the first yeah. thing you do well. The first time you'll be like, ugh, like yeah. get your foot halfway there. I see a lot yeah. of people. Um, I like that slowing that one down because a lot of people do use momentum there. And if you mm-hmm. can really like isolate the work as much as you can that your hip flexors are doing. Mm, it's a nice one. Yeah, but you need to like, you need to open up the back of the glute some and lower back and hamstrings to yeah to get that or else you're working against some big muscles that are tight so that's yeah. why like you can kind of see how that stretching and myofascial work is important yeah yeah all yeah these all kind of by the time you're you're moving in this kind of way like all the exercises that we're mentioning i would say yeah be be warmed up mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do the, any of these things like stone cold ironic since we're, we're talking about cold it's really yeah it's really dependent but like <laughs> Yeah, you'll know. You'll know if you don't feel warm enough. Um, uh, going in and out of twists, like a twist, twisted lunge, twisted lunge. Yeah, with like hands slow or just like slow, huh? Super slow, because that is a that is a pose where you're like you're pretty asymmetrical. So that yeah, and you're pretty extended in your range of mm. motion. Your legs there, um, 
And then like that slow turn to the side, like your eyes are moving, your head is moving, your balance really has to work as those things move, right? So when you when you say twisted lunge, is one hand on the ground? No, like hands to your chest or whatever. Like in prayer. Yeah. And then you're twisting. Interesting. And then you can do that, like either twisting, tapping elbow inside of knee and come out of it. And like you could do some repetition there. Or if you have the the range to go all the way outside, um, your hip stabilizers have to work mm. like so much. And then you're you're actively moving with your core. You know, so it's like I really actually, dynamic, yeah. really active. I actually really like that one for runners because mm-hmm. every time you take a step, especially when you're going pretty fast, you got to turn your body, like your arms are going the opposite of your step. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're running. Yeah. So that there is that uh, necessity of like the twist and the uh, obliques being really, really active. Otherwise, you're just sort of like flinging your body side to side. Yeah. Like a little, little kid running. <laughs> Anything like where you're kind of just moving in and out slowly and maybe doing a couple of repetitions like there are Mm. we've done um you know like triangle pose like you're kind of doing those triangle dips yeah so like coming up from triangle into like just standing into t-shape arms and then down into triangle slow yeah and then up slow down slow Mm -hmm. yeah and then like increasing difficulty will be doing things more on one leg so either those transitions Mm, on one leg or in one leg um one of the things that i love like pairing core stability with hip stability is just like standing on one leg come into like a a t-twist so bring your stand on your left leg bring your right knee in towards your chest or your Mm -hmm. your knee can be in or thigh parallel to the ground so twisting facing my right knee so i'm twisting to the right you know make Mm -hmm. your arms in a t and then as you untwist, you're going to reach your right hand towards your left foot and reach your right leg back. Oh, so you're in a revolved Ardhachandra. Yeah. But like nice. but like you say, like not alignment based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My left knee will be bent as I'm getting yeah. down there. And that's gonna make it easier if I'm not like a million percent yeah. warmed up. Like this will warm everything up too. And um, and also maybe not even reaching for the like all the way down. Like you can even put a block there and tap the block. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the length of your legs, right? Yeah, and your T Rex arms. <laughs> so if you guys uh listeners mm. out there can imagine like nat has these long legs and tiny little arms so for her to reach down for her toes um yeah. that's a long way man it's a yeah. long way without a lot of reach I so gotta, yeah just... i have to bend my knee which is yeah. good because i don't want to be like stacking my joints and if you can do it with your legs straight you actually physically want to put a bend in your standing leg right yes and yeah, then, like, yeah exactly your twist is like whatever your twist is you're not thinking about a perfect twist you're thinking about stability through this entire movement and mm. it's it, it asks a lot i love yeah. it's like my jam when i do it i get so happy <laughs> I totally forgot about that one. That one's such a right? good one. I know. Yeah, you do that one like five times slow mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, I am I am tight. Yeah. In a good way, not in a dirty way. Tight or um, weak or one <laughs> side is way different than the other. And yeah. So, okay. Before we, I think, is that all the ones that you wanted to mention? Are um, there any other ones? Let me see. I mentioned... I'll look at two more things I can think of. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at my list. Like poses? Asymmetrical poses in general. Okay. Anything asymmetrical. I'm just trying to think pretty much like your bouncing, your lunges, your 
Warriors. Your Warriors. Okay, so why? Why is it symmetrical? Asymmetry asks your body to do more stability. It requires more stability. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the breath. Okay. So moving on the exhale, which is something we naturally do in yoga, but to like mm-hmm. just reiterate, like as you as you exhale, your diaphragm moves up, like away from your abdominal cavity. It pushes the air out of your lungs. So then your TVA, your transversus abdominis, can actually kind of pull in. Mm-hmm. And so it does its job to stabilize as you move. Like it actually is in a position where it can hug in more naturally as you exhale. Yeah. 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 Exhales can be a way to connect with it. And then you I, I like to see if you can carry that through to the inhale. Yeah. Advanced. So that I'd say like yeah, that's advanced. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. yeah there, but there's no loss of that. Like little bit of bracing, that little bit of stability. If you're in the TVA. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, um, contracting your TVA on your inhale, then you're just going to be doing more of like a, a breath through your rib cage and less of that. Like your diaphragm is moving. It's still has to pull down, but it won't be able to pull down quite as much if you're keeping your belly like in and drawn back a bit. Um, and again, it's not like this huge forceful, like, Oh, like tensing with all that you, you have, like there will be yeah. some movement, but then your intercostals in your ribs will move more to create your, for your lungs to be able to expand into that space. So your breath yeah. is just like a little bit different. So you definitely, which isn't bad. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It depends on the person, yeah. whether it's bad or not. <laughs> yeah. But I think like in a, in most flow or vinyasa practices or when you go to move from one to another, I'm trying to think mm. it's generally more like exhale and then move, right? Yeah, but sometimes I find it, I find one exhale a little too fast. So I sometimes will be like, take five breaths to do this thing. Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that wouldn't, there has to be an inhale in there. So yeah, it, I just find it, it's easier to feel TVA on exhales, but mm-hmm. it can be active through the inhales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. People can kind of just um, play around with that and see what works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, ba, 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 ba. Anything else? No, I think those ones were really good. I I just wanted to quickly, well, not maybe not quickly, but um, so yoga. A lot of people think yoga is, is like okay, here's the posture, and then you hold it for like five to ten breaths, get everything aligned, and then there's all these benefits that come out of that posture, right? The mag- um, the magic seeps out. The mag- yeah, the magic. Yeah, just like just. <laughs> and if you don't do it the same on both sides, then it's like oh my god. <laughs> No magic. And for some postures, I totally get like legs up the wall. It doesn't work if you're like um, there for five breaths. You have to like be there for a while for the lymphatic drainage to happen, for the nervous system to calm down. Like so for some postures, I get it. But when we're talking about um, training power, um, how can we use static postures to affect um, increasing in power like let's say in running output or in lifting or gym performance when you're in your static postures you're just well, i was gonna say you're exercising the larger muscles but that's not necessarily the case not always yeah yeah no i'm, I'm looking up again to the to the brain <laughs> <laughs> 
come on, brain, you can do it. Just like that, oh. that like um, isometric contraction is so okay. Well, go on. Built like building strength in general. Give me an example. Like warrior two. Okay, so like the hamstring, glute, quad, yeah, delts maybe in warrior two. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Not what you're going for. Okay. You- no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what? What? I was actually I was actually thinking of more like the nervous system because usually oh, so yeah, power yeah, yeah. right power is um uh it, it's um power is defined as output over time. So to maximize power, we either increase output or we decrease time. Mm-hmm. So when we decrease time, that's that's fucking stressful, guys. Mm-hmm. It's like it's mm-hmm. like, like like my turkey trot. That was stressful. <laughs> People were going so fast, and I was like chasing this girl in front of me. So there's like, I wasn't stressed, but there is an element of stress to it, right? There's a, a physical stress. There's a little bit of that mental stress, even though you're rising to the challenge. Um, and I'm like proud of myself for finishing it. Um, and there's joy in it as well. Like there, there is that stress. So to, to be able to sit into a pose like legs up the wall, you can get that um, down regulation of nervous system. Um, you can get, especially with a longer held stretch, like let's say hamstrings, so simple lay down onto your back, strap around your foot, pull the leg in until you feel a stretch in your hamstring. That actually sends a signal to your nervous system to relax that muscle. And for someone who practices powerful movements over time, right, like powerful movements that are like you want to decrease the amount of time that you're, you're doing them and increase the amount of output, um, that kind of stuff can be super beneficial, not only for the, the body to know what relaxation feels like, but also for the fascia to like re relengthen and reform and reset its its um, full capacity for maybe its stride length and maybe it's just like being able to stand upright without feeling like everything is is um, like a sweater that got bunched up in the dryer and it's all stuck together. That's how I feel right now. Oh, Sandy. <laughs> Like my quads, yeah. It's like you threw them in a, a dryer, and it, like no, there's so much static. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think um, stillness can also train something really like so such beneficial stuff for um, people who do powerful things. Yeah. So training, like you just said, like the actual nervous system, and then like the mindfulness component in there so like that little hamster hamster in the wheel that like is spinning when you're is that, is that my brain <laughs> it's everyone's brain <laughs> put, put someone into warrior two long enough and they're just like they hate me why are they why am i why am i in this position for so long this is the yeah, word like yeah for sure and so you're yeah. just like okay notice your shit so like that mental game yeah. too can yeah. can translate into i don't yeah. know if it can translate exactly into power i think it can um, I think you can. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Yeah, there are times when you just want to like, even with something that's like, let's say a movement that's, you're going as hard as you can, but it's only 15 seconds. 15 seconds is more than enough time for you to second, like second guess yourself. Yeah. And like have doubt seep into your mind. And if you're not mentally strong enough or practiced enough to be like, that thought does not need to affect me right now. Um, that that can very easily cause you to be like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like it's like we talk about physical stability and the the practice of mindfulness is that's your mental stability yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah sweet i'm just gonna it's great so you yeah. use that on myself <laughs> get your mental stability in order no i'm pretty good Aww. i don't know i'm good it's so cute though yeah. it's so cute i love that okay. i love that um okay i'm trying to think what time are we at I might, right like, now have to quote you that's such a good Aww. i'm just like thinking about what you just said and it's like you're like elsewhere and i'm just still thinking <laughs> about it so, my hamster has come to stillness that's to why ponder. that's why there's two of us so there's not just like silence for a while we could as we think edit that out um okay. okay um what else are we talking about is that what we're on now i don't know or did you want to go over anything else did you want to go into mental stability more no i thought that was I that think, was like a really i think like yeah if we go into that that's like a whole nother yeah i think yeah that's a whole and then you have thing. to yeah you gotta have to like you have to try that to to see the effects. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's when I what I do when I'm doing my more like active classes, my non-yoga classes or movement practices, I tell myself like I can do anything for a minute. Mm, yeah. It's sucky. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get to 30 seconds, you're like, is it a minute? Yeah. Is it a minute yet? Is yeah. it is it though? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it? Fuck. Okay. I can do anything for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Just don't want to be that person that like falls off the back of the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gotta run outside, because nobody can tell yeah. if you're really like if you were going fast or slow. That's true. Only you know. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, I did want to mention a couple of things like when we were talking about movement and this like quote unquote abdominal bracing kind of like that trying not to lose work being done that your back and your core want to do. And we used a lot of the time the example of running. But if you're doing activities where you like need to contract your core, I'm thinking of like rowers because I do the rowing machine mm, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're not – we're not saying like all movements need to be done with a flat back and a braced core. Like you're going, there's movements where you need to really contract your rectus abdominis yeah, and your lower back and like everything does work, but it's just this kind of more efficiency in the way that you move. Like if you did a mm -hmm. cat cow in every movement, uh, mm -hmm. your legs and your arms just wouldn't be able to build strength the way that you need them to. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, you can just think of the example of like pushing up from your knees and wet noodling your back. But it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean flat back in every movement whatsoever. So don't no, take it that no. way. Yeah. Yeah. I think in yoga, mostly we train like neutral spine. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, that is totally incorrect for rowing. Yeah. That's not, your spine needs to be like cat-cowed and it's, yeah. And it's like, quite if you think of spinal. like, think of like a soccer player who's like twisting mm. and lunging and there's still yeah. like um movement in all ways like maybe less back bending well maybe but anyways um but there's like this very gentle pull in just so that your mm. legs can really go any direction at any time but the back still yeah. does move it's like the tba works with all the other abdominals yeah. and and back muscles yeah yeah it's not like that's yeah. on and everything else is off so yeah yeah it's that togetherness yeah and then ultimately, like, even though we're talking about training for power, what's going to train you best for power is to take these ideas of like that little bit of support around your core and around your back 
into the movements that you're doing in your sport, right? So to like, let's say running, because I'm a runner and, and I run a lot. Um, to check in once in a while with yourself and just like check in with a brace, check in with any laziness into your knees, check in with like the, the droopy shoulders if there is that and, and trying to see if you can, again, hug in just a little bit and maintain that so that the, the legs can maintain their speed or increase speed. Um, and then for soccer, it's to like take it into soccer, right? Because that's, you're not going to be able to get all the benefits just from the yoga class it, it has to be like the mindfulness has to carry through yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah um oh there was one more thing i was just gonna say oh there's our our, our siren for the podcast siren yeah. of the episode <laughs> always is one and it's always on my end it's always like it's always toronto toronto fuck it's interesting because I actually live really close to a hospital, but like this is not a time where things are going down. It's pretty calm. Pretty calm. I think there's sirens all times of day and night here. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing when we were in Quebec in the mountains, just like it's so quiet. What is this? Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Quiet is lovely, guys. You have to come to Victoria. I think your mind might be blown. <laughs> I think it might because there's like ocean there, right? There's crazy beautiful ocean. Like oh, it's God. so gorgeous. Oh, so many amazing it. beaches. Stop it. I just have a big ass dirty lake. Yeah. And I'm not even close to it. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't even see it. No. Yeah. There's so many buildings blocking away. We'll work on it. Uh, I know. I need, okay. to, I need to be out in the countryside. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Go make a worm farm. Oh, I love to farm some worms and then some chickens. Well, chickens have fresh eggs. Mm -hmm. That'd be so cute. I that'd be great. I I love fresh <laughs> eggs. I'm jealous already. So my dream is to have like a little barn and have that barn converted into like the ultimate yoga retreat studio oh, space. Oh, that's so right? cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I think so. Anyway, okay. Dreams. An okay. Anything else you want to talk about here? I think I am good. Um, if anyone has any ideas about how to create a barn into an awesome yoga retreat space, uh, let me know. And uh, that's good. That'd be that'd be really <laughs> that'd be that'd be really fucking awesome. I'd yeah. be into that. <laughs> power, power, build power. Okay. Well, thank you for the chat. Of course. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we really, really appreciate if you would leave us a positive comment or review on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever. What's the other one? There's another one. I don't know. Wherever you're listening. So okay. Yeah, you do there's it. A, so, do there's it. so many of them. Yeah. Do it. We thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day, Sandy. <laughs> you too, Nat. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>